you totally can't get it, but you need to get it. Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. It's what they call a paradox. It's one thing, and it's the other thing, and they don't make sense, but you have to get both of them, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Inverse. You are watching this episode called Higher Than the Highest on this theme of education. I want to welcome my friends who are in the studio, all three of them, and we are in person. Aloha. face to face, and we are Hawaiian, apparently, <laughs> in this, this episode. Uh, we're going to go to... background, you know. Thank you, Sebastian. Under the sea. Uh, under the sea. <laughs> okay, let's go to Job 28. Job 28, and that's our Bible text for today. But before we read Scripture, we're going to have a word of prayer uh, by Israel, if you can pray for us. Father in heaven, thank you that we have this great opportunity to study your word and to learn from you how we can become more like you. We ask for your presence and your blessing at this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, each episode uh, in this, in this uh, education arc has been, uh, to be honest, a bit challenging, but very, very, very... Uh, uh, very, very efficacious. I use that word efficacious, but you very, do. very, very good, very enriching for for me, uh, especially when it comes to education for my for my personal life. It's I don't I don't know about you guys, but that's me. Um, uh, Siku, can you read from uh, Job twenty eight verse twelve onwards for us, please? Okay. It reads, "But where can wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living." The deep says, it is not in me, and the sea says, it is not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or quartz, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where, then... Does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, We have heard a report about it with our ears. God understands its way, and he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and, and apportion the waters by measure. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it indeed. He searched it out. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Thank you. Thank you. Sebastian, what's going on here in, in, this, uh, in chapter 28 of, of Job? So Job is essentially establishing the unsearchability of the wisdom that mm. God possesses. Mm-hmm. Right? He's establishing the fact that you can't find it in nature. You can't necessarily value it. You can't purchase it by exchanging. And even in, and when you reach the end of that, you come to the question in verse 20, where then does this wisdom come from? Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, well, some people have heard of it, death and destruction, right? They're like, oh, we heard a report about it, but we don't know. And he says, ultimately, God is the one who knows it. He prepared it. He searched it out. And then he escalates that to essentially making a very plain declaration that it is the fear or the awe of God that essentially is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it establishes for us in this sort of, as you call it, the arc of education, 
to really drive us towards this sense that what we're really trying to accomplish is beyond our grasp, right? It is truly higher than the highest human thought can reach. Mm -hmm. And to think of that as an ideal and yet something to be striving for is sort of the, I guess, the paradox, right, of what we're trying to explore this episode, mm -hmm. of how is it possible that we can attain that which is unattainable. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have been, uh, maybe this is your first episode, or maybe you haven't been joining Inverse after a long time, we are looking at education, not, 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 not education in terms of school or homework or academics or, or university, but the foundations of education, educational philosophy, if you will. And it impacts everyone, impacts everyone who's educated, who is not educated, parent, child, super old, super young, and it's, it has, we're, we're connecting it to religion, spirituality, and, and life, and it's just really big and connected to everything. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, as, and sometimes it's kind of like, what are we actually looking at? Because the, the, the perspective is so big. So uh, we've looked at different aspects on knowing God as the beginning of education. We've looked at God as creator, God as redeemer. And in Israel, like here, we're looking at, there's this paradox. Okay, we've got to know God. We've got to know God, redeemer and creator. But it's so big, but you've got to get it. And, mm -hmm. and I just, it's, this, is, this gets to be a little bit too abstract, too much. <laughs> uh, why are we looking at this? Yeah, well, as Sebastian has already said, I, there, there are many, the, the, the challenge that we have as human beings is that, and we talked about this in previous episodes, mm -hmm. we've made ourselves into the image of God, we've made God into the image of, of, of humanity. Of humanity, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, man and woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so, and so, <laughs> or it's just whoa, and and so the and so the thing is that in many situations, we are under the under under the understanding and under the belief that we actually that there is some kind of wisdom, some kind of knowledge, some kind of uh, that we have access to these things, and so we think yeah, there, when it comes to spiritual things, for sure we need God. Mm. When it comes to things that are beyond my grasp, my ability. Like, for example, I am 100% horrible at math. You know, my my third grade son was better at math. I can help him anymore. And so in those things, it's like, <laughs> God, I need you for math, man. I need you really right now. Mm -hmm. And so we, there are certain things that we, we easily credit our need for God for. Mm -hmm. But then there's other things that we think we, we actually have some sort of Ability, a yeah, a handle on. God yeah, mm. and so what? What um, Job is trying to tell us here is actually wisdom in its true understanding. When we truly understand what wisdom is, is not attainable. Mm -hmm. So it says, first of all, we don't even know. He starts off by saying in verse thirteen, we don't even know the value of wisdom. Mm. We think we know the value of wisdom, but we don't. It, then it goes in verse thirteen, we cannot. It cannot be found in the land of the living. Mm. Then it goes on in verse 14, it says, you can't purchase it, you know. And verse 15. Yeah, and, and these kind of things actually speak to our modern uh, approaches to education. We think we can buy wisdom. Right. We pay enough money, we're going to get a degree. That degree is going to give us a job. That job is going to make us smart. We think that we can, uh, <laughs> we think we, we know the value of wisdom, right? And so we'll tell our kids, don't study the Bible. That's not as important as, you know, studying for the MCAT is. Mm -hmm. We think we know the value of it. We think we have found the wisdom, right? Just the, the fact that we advise people shows that we think we have wisdom in and of ourselves. It can't be purchased. Verse 18 says, no mention shall be made of it. And even, even the understanding of what wisdom is, finally it concludes in verse 21, it is hidden from all the eyes of the living. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, wisdom is hidden. 
Yeah, you can't get it. Yeah, we can't access it. How do we then access mm. it? Then it goes on and says, well, God has it. There mm. is and think about the idea of the fact that something can't be hidden unless it's hidden by someone, right? Mm. So you're like, well, this thing is prevented from me, right? Who has hidden this thing? And where can I go to find it? And you think about the ideas of, you know, I grew up reading different types of books and I love mysteries. And you're like, oh, searching for some hidden treasure or you have like a treasure map with like an X and it's got like, you know, my kids will make up their own thing in the house and hide it in your room. But I, I look at the fact that God having hidden this wisdom, it's almost like he's setting up a scenario where ultimately any true pursuer of knowledge and wisdom is eventually going to find themselves at the foot of God. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like I've tried everything else, all the gurus, all the PhDs, all these other forms of knowing and learning. And I realized this thing is not accessible to me. Mm -hmm. Someone has hidden this. Mm -hmm. And God is the only answer to the person who has the key to unlock this hidden wisdom and understanding that's going to help the world sort of make sense to me mm -hmm. and help me to navigate it. Okay, so so bring so Siku, bring this bring this down. Let's I mean we we brought it from the atmosphere and now it's to the sky, <laughs> but it's still too high. So we got to bring it down and 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 make it make nigh. I'm trying to rhyme here, but it's not working. Uh, make it near to us. Um, so what does that mean? Okay, so the wisdom of God is hidden but accessible, but. I mean, for, for, for me, who's watching Inverse on my iPad and, and, and sitting on my sofa, so, so what? I mean, so, so I <laughs> think up. verse 28. <laughs> 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 Stand up and search for it. Get off your sofa. <laughs> so I think verse 28. 28. Um, and to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Mm -hmm. And to depart from evil is understanding. Mm -hmm. So that at the end of the day, where we derive wisdom from and where if 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 there is you know the ultimate goal of any pursuit of knowledge the ultimate goal of any because at the end you know you get you get your degree or you get the money and at the, and after all of that you're still feeling empty hmm. right so you're looking for something beyond just the money you're looking mm -hmm. for something beyond just the intellectual knowledge mm -hmm. and it's saying what you're looking for you can only really find in God mm -hmm. in the fear of the Lord that is wisdom. Okay. And if you were if we were starting with the fear of the Lord, then the pursuit of all these other things would actually be in context and we would find fulfillment in the way that we live our lives. Mm -hmm. But because we're starting with these things in an attempt to fill ourselves, mm -hmm. then you end up empty after all of your mm -hmm. labors, you know, after going through all of that. But the beginning of it is the fear of okay. God. Well, I want to get to the fear. Yeah. And Sebastian, before? Yeah, I just wanted to take the, the fact that Siku is saying that the fear of the Lord being the beginning lets us know that the starting ground in God's mind is still beyond my own attainment mm -hmm. and understanding and conception. Mm -hmm. So if it's hidden from my eyes, this is telling me that here's God saying, listen, you can't even understand the beginning of where I wanted you to start, mm -hmm. let alone where I'm trying to take you yeah. even mm -hmm. farther beyond that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to me, it's, it's a high, high calling to arrive at that point of humility to recognize that why would the fear of the Lord be the beginning? Because I would be humble to the fact that, Lord, I'm not even at the starting line mm -hmm. of where you wanted me to be, mm -hmm. let alone what's far, far beyond that. And therefore, it's going to drive me to God mm -hmm. in my relationship to seek him and pursue him and to know mm -hmm. him. Okay, okay. All right, we're getting a little bit like a lower on, yeah. in the atmosphere, but I want to I wanna, I wanna ground this. So, I mean, there... Uh, I, I would yeah. even question the premise even to begin with. And maybe maybe we started <laughs> maybe too high, but I mean there are, are even some people do are they do they or do they want anything? I mean I'm let's 
they're just on their iPads watching Netflix all day. I mean, you're talking about wisdom and unattainable. But like, I'm not. I don't want that stuff. I just want to download season five until it's coming out in November. Like, and so, so where, where is it? So I'm, what I'm saying is, people maybe not even have the hunger for, mm. for, yes. for, for this. So, is that even a, a problem? Well, that's the. the I mean, it, it. You do have the hunger for that if, in the context of education. You know, a person that is seeking, and this is what that is speaking to, a person that is seeking education, a person that is seeking wisdom, mm -hmm. a person that is seeking personal development, this is not talking to the couch potato, this is talking to the student, you know what I mean? Okay. And so for that person, the, 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 the message of Scripture is you're not going to be able to get that. Mm. There's a different message to the person who does not want wisdom, mm. you know, and that, but this message is for the person who is wanting wisdom, you're not going to even be able to find the beginning of wisdom. Well, so there, here, here it is. Uh, if you are a couch potato, don't, don't, don't come back to this episode. Yeah. But if you're looking for <laughs> wisdom and you're lurking for, looking for something, stay with us after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there... Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. And if you're a couch potato and you're still watching this, hey, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome back. So, I mean, we're talking about the couch potato. We're talking about those who may have no spiritual inclination. And we're talking about education. They're like, look, I don't want to go to school again. I just... You know, uh, and, and there are many people like that, yeah? And, and there are maybe, maybe we're not like those people, but there are moments in our lives where we have ups and downs in our lives. And mm -hmm. what is the anecdote for that? Uh, Siku looked at me and she avoided eye contact. I, mm -hmm. We'll go to <laughs> Sebastian. Sebastian's always eager to, us, to share. <laughs> well, I, I think when we, when we take the concept of, of fearing God as the beginning, I think sometimes people... S create this picture in their mind that the fear of God is about the terrifying nature of a mm. being that exists like mm. this. When the concept of awe is definitely much more appropriate and definitely serves as the proper impetus to pursuing this type of wisdom. So not fear as terror, but fear as awe. Yes, mm -hmm. there's a sense of aura. Because when you think about, I love to go to the ocean. And the reason why I love to go Which to the ocean on. Huh? With your socks on. Yes, Israel. You had to just tell you had to tell everybody, right? Sebastian wears his socks. Your socks on? I have beach socks, okay? He wears his socks at the beach. Only dude in the whole beach wearing socks. That's not true, bro. I'm making a fascist statement. Okay. But haters gonna hate. Yeah. It's okay. But you love going to the ocean with your socks on. <laughs> so I go to the ocean. I am with your in socks awe. On. <laughs> and I am afraid with terror of that. I don't anyway, so keep so going. So it, it 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 really grounds me whenever I go to the ocean or to the desert. I love both places. And I go to the desert with my socks too. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the reason is, is when you look at the vastness of the ocean, mm -hmm. there's an immediate revelation to yourself mm. about how small you are. Mm. And so to me, to face that and to say, man, you know, here you're sitting in the middle of the ocean and it's water as far as you can see. You can't even see the depths of this thing to know that there's only, we only are familiar with 10% of what's in the ocean. Mm -hmm. That automatically grounds me in a sense of awe. Mm -hmm. And in, the, in that immediate sense, you start realizing like, man, how insignificant am mm -hmm. I? Mm -hmm. Dude, and I think you're, you're, you're hitting the jugular here 
because this is where our generation is in a search for awe, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where media and Hollywood does provide some semblance to satiate that awe to a degree, yeah. right? Either with entertainment or fashion or sports or Hollywood, I mean, whatever, whatever you know, small whatever it is, there is awe in that. There is awe in YouTube after searching, searching, and searching, and you're like, wow, this is really amazing. But it's it does satiate, and then after that, it ceases ceases to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And we need we need that which only the human heart can be in awe of for eternity. Yes. And that is where chapter twenty eight verse twenty eight is. Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom to depart from evil is understanding. Yeah. So this fear, I really appreciate that. That that is not fear as in terror, but mm -hmm. fear as in awe. And that's the question that 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 we need to ask ourselves. And I ask all of you: Do we have that that's the presence of awe in our lives always before us and I think that's the thing that gets us out of our couch potato mindset mm -hmm. uh, and we all have those tendencies in, in all of us those those moods and whatnot yes. and we need to have that before us yeah. Israel yeah. and then Siku. when the Bible talks about fear it's not always um, and, and that's a point that Sebastian's making it's not always talking about being afraid of something mm. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse uh, verses 1 and 2 Deuteronomy talks, 6 yes it talks about um, the fear of the Lord in the mm -hmm. context of it of of um, obedience okay and it says now this is the commandment and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded and notice what it says to teach you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess so here God is saying or Moses is telling them these are the the things that God has been trying to teach you these are the things that are important for you to understand and then it says in verse 2 that you may fear the Lord your God what does it mean here to fear? It says, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you and your sons and your grandsons and so forth, all that is your life. So when it's talking about fear, there's, uh, in this context, it's talking about the fear of, of obedience. Mm. What does it mean to fear God? To fear God means to obey him. Mm. And in obeying God, in obedience to God, and not just in obedience to uh, the expressed will of God and his Ten Commandment law, but Am I willing to obey God in, in um, His will for my life? Mm. Am I willing to obey God in His constant impressions and in His uh, guidance through providence? Obedience to God, to all of God's uh, statutes, mm -hmm. is what the fear of, of the Lord is in this context. And so there's, the Bible talks about the fear of obedience. Mm -hmm. you know, fearing God means to obey Him. Mm -hmm. While you were talking, what, what comes to mind is the example of Abraham. Mm -hmm. And Abraham has brought Isaac, and they're going to, uh, to Mount Moriah. You know the story. And he's yeah. about to sacrifice his son. Yeah. And the, the shocking thing, you know, one level of shock is the Lord has asked him to sacrifice his son, right? I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. But after you're reading the text, that's not what's what's shocking to me. Mm. What's shocking is it's a long trip to that 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 that, that mountain. Mm -hmm. They're going up the mountain, and there's no dialogue there. It's mm -hmm. a quiet walk, yeah. and he goes up there, and it's just it's a simple narrative of obedience, mm -hmm. yeah. and he just does it. You know, and he does it, and he's about to, and you all know the story. He's about to, and then the Lord prevents him, and there's a yeah. there's a there's a substitute there. There's a certain awe. When you see people who are obeying God without questioning, without doubt, and it's just simple, that, that commitment, that, that, that almost craziness. Yeah. Uh, but there is a rationale of why they're doing it, because they believe in the character and the goodness of God that they do it. And, and it's it, very inspiring at the same time. Exactly. And if you see, this is very present in our culture in terms of 
fanatics, right? People who are obsessed with certain celebrities or certain intellectual minds we're or researchers. We're attracted to that. And we're saying, wow, like whatever Siku says, right? If Siku says, hey, these are my five tips on whatever. So we follow this influencer and whatever they say do to get a beach body or in order to strengthen <laughs> myself, you know, wow, that's, that's what I'm going to okay. do. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just thinking I'm from a practical area of fitness uh-huh. all the way over to this is what you should believe about God and the reality of how to develop good habits mm-hmm. um, or to be successful as a business person. Mm-hmm. It's always going to come back to this this idea that you as an influencer are always going to tell me because I'm in awe of you. Yes. My obedience to you is automatic and natural. Yes, yes. And to me, having that awe of God automatically produces that fear of obedience mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm so in awe of his wisdom and his goodness, you know, and his character. If he tells me this is good, no question. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm going to obey it. I'm going to mm-hmm. follow it mm-hmm. without question. Mm-hmm. Siku. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to, to what you were talking. I thought of this, the, that this would tie in in mm-hmm. Psalm 34 um, to when you're talking about awe. And I guess Sebastian brought it, brought it up again, the awe thing. Um, but Psalm 34 verse 9. Verse 9. Psalm 34 verse yeah, 9. Psalm mm-hmm. 34 verse 9. It says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Mm. And then it says, There is no want to those who fear him. Mm. So that um, I thought of that when you're talking about this, this awe and the awe is never satiated, mm. whether it's, you know, binging on Netflix or, you know, listening to a certain musical artist like for hours on end. But that that sense of awe is never satiated when it's when it's placed on finite things. Mm-hmm. But when it's placed on God, there is a satisfaction that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Like when we when our meditation is on him because he's given us in our hearts, you know, infinity in our hearts, like he's given us the ability to desire this like to an infinite level and he's the only one who can really fill that mm-hmm. so like so that fear of god the satisfaction only really comes when it is mm-hmm. directed godward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. there's another fear in deuteronomy um 10. okay going back to deuteronomy chapter 10. deuteronomy 10 and verse 12 it says verse 12 yes it says and now israel what does the lord your god require of you but to fear the lord your god and to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it'll repeat that again later on in, I think, verse 20. And so when it's talking about fear in this context, it's talking about the fear of godliness. And by godliness, it's talking about not just doing the things that God has asked us to do, but loving God, right? And, 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 and over and over in Scripture, you find this concept that it's not enough just to do things, but God also wants us to love doing those things. Mm. You know, we have Micah yeah. 6, 8. He has shown you, a man, what is good. Mm. What does the Lord require? To do justice. And then it says, and to love mercy. And so there's not th- not not just this dutiful component to following God, but this um, this, this, joy, right? this joy in, 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 mm. in godliness. And so it's real. It's not mechanic. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and so when it talks about the fear of God, it's talking about obeying God. It's talking about being satisfied in having God being our sufficiency. And then it's also talking about uh, the, the love for or the quest for, uh, for godliness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love this discussion because sometimes when people think of spirituality and religion, it's like, hey, that's what that's, uh, religion is that which says this is good, this is bad, so don't do those bad things. Don't do, don't do, don't do. Mm-hmm. But really this approach is saying, hey, let's take a, t- a closer look at God and he is that which satisfies and that which is so much better than anything else. So it's yeah. not that you shouldn't do. It's like, here's something better. And just naturally you gravitate towards that which is infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a better approach when 
it comes mm -hmm. to to in educating the and in youth ministry and in education and dealing with young people. I wanted to Question. go to one more fear in uh, Psalm one fifteen. Psalms one fifteen and uh, verse eleven. Verse eleven. Yeah, Psalm one fifteen and verse eleven, and the Bible says, "You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Mm. He is their help and their shield." Mm. So when you when you look at here, he's talking about those people who fear the Lord also trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in this fear of trust, you also recognize that in a sense of all, there's also a sense of predictability and reliability in God. Right. When you realize that the ocean is going to be the ocean and you can't do anything, control the ocean, you nothing can make the ocean not go through the tide and the waves and the storms. People prepare for that unpredictability in the building of ships, in the managing of their crews. Because they're in awe of the fact that, look, if we get in this situation, the sea is not going to have mercy on us, right? Mm -hmm. The ocean is not going to be like, well, sorry, I can't send not 50-foot waves high. And I feel like when it comes to this, this sort of awe in God regarding our trust in Him, that to have a sense of awe in God is also to fear Him in the sense that I'm going to depend upon Him. I'm going to rely upon God. I'm going to make Him my, my rock, my sun, my foundation, the consistent thing in my life that says, this is my moral compass. Mm -hmm. This is how I orient my life and myself around God, not trying to include God. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of more so like, okay, Lord, are we heading in the right direction when it comes to my finances? Mm -hmm. Are we heading in the right direction when it comes to my relationship or my family? And with that orientation, you can truly know I am fearing God. Mm -hmm. And I do fear God by the expression of how I'm making my choices, mm -hmm. not just the choices I'm making. Mm -hmm. And this is where those two, this is where the paradox meets in, in my mind. You know, that we have this ideal that God has for us that is higher than the highest human thought can reach. This quest for wisdom that is not, not only is it not, we're not able to find it, but it's not even searchable. We can't understand its value. We don't know how to find it. We can't even begin to understand it. And so how do we then get something that we can't understand, that we can't see, that we can't search for? Well, we get it by not searching for it. You know, we get it by trusting God, that He's going to get us to it. We get it through obedience to God. We get it by being content and satisfied mm. with, what, with who God is. Mm. And by focusing on our relationship with God, we have to trust that He's able, though, even though we don't know what this is, even though we don't know what His ideal for us is, even though we can't understand what he wants us to be, we trust that he's going to get us to do something and to be someone mm -hmm. that we can't even comprehend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This episode was very challenging uh, for me, a personal challenge, and to really sit down, and as, as, as Israel said here, to not seek and just kind of relax and to rest and to trust in the Lord Jesus. At the same time, it's a very hopeful episode, a uh, hopeful topic that the Lord has the best for, in, for you in mind, and all we have to do is be in awe of, in relation to Him. Hopefully this episode has been a, an encouragement to you. Continue the conversation and visit our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. Leave your feedback, leave your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, visit inversebible.org for our Bible study guides. We'd love for you to study this topic of education with us. This is a very abstract topic, but such a necessary one, especially for young adults today. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.